Do you have a desire to help families thrive? Named one of the best Christian workplaces in Canada, Focus on the Family Canada is looking for skilled, passionate people to join our dynamic team. We are currently looking to fill positions in marketing, digital media, and web development at our head office in Langley, B.C. If you or someone you know feels called to be part of our dynamic team, explore current job openings today at focusonthefamily.ca slash employment. Cookies, like Oreos and stuff, like those are amazing and they're just really good to like you're having a bad day, just sit and have milk and cookies, like a couple of them. Popcorn at the movie theater, the stuff's totally covered with butter. I can always go for like the chip stuff. Yeah, chips are amazing. Well, if you're like most people, most of us during the holidays, you ate a lot more cookies, popcorn, and other junk food than normal. And today on Focus on the Family, we're going to revisit a best of 2021 program that has some great ideas for a fresh start related to food as we begin this new year. Your host is Focus President and Health Advocate Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. <laughs> hey, you slipped that one in. I'm Health Advocate. Yeah. Wait, wait a second here. Hey, a survey found that two of the most common New Year's resolutions are to eat healthier and lose weight. Have you made your... <laughs> I don't make resolutions. <laughs> okay. I think I've done that a few times, but uh, I don't know that I stuck with it, but we'll talk about that later. That's another problem. You know, they are great goals. Uh, and as Christians, I think it's important to consider that relationship that we have with God. God and what we have with food and what we need to do to commit to become closer to him and maybe not as close to the Oreos. That's the way to go. There's a reminder in the Old Testament that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And that's the goal of our discussion today. Uh, we often focus on marriage and parenting, John, but today it is going to be about food and diet and those things. I'm always uncomfortable, so I'll hand it over to you, John. Go ahead. <laughs> well, there is a spiritual thread later. throughout the conversation today. Uh, we have a very popular guest uh, uh, coming back to us today, Wendy Speak, who is an author and speaker and a wife and mom of three boys, and we'll be talking about her great book, The 40-Day Sugar Fast, Where Physical Detox Meets Spiritual Transformation. And we have copies of that book here at focusonthefamily.ca or call 800, the letter A, and the word family. And Jim, we're always happy to have your wife, Jean, with us as well. And here she is. Here she is. And I want to say welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Always a pleasure being here. Now, I want to make sure people understand, Jean, I did not invite you to this broadcast. <laughs> Catherine, our oh, producer. Sure. Oh, I thought you were going to say she invited sure. herself. Catherine, the producer. Sure. Catherine, the producer, <laughs> set me up a little bit here. Because Jean will think, what did you say that I needed to come to this <laughs> Right, program? I need. an intervention for Jean. So yeah. I just want every everybody listening that it was not my direction that Gene should join today but I'm I'm really glad you're here well, and Catherine I'm glad you thought of that as the producer <laughs> but uh, you know let's get into it uh, you had the revelation Wendy one day that you were a bona fide sugar addict now everybody except the drivers put your hand up if you can yeah. <laughs> identify with the sugar addiction that it compels and grabs this culture I mean it's amazing How'd you come to that realization, and what happened when you posted about it online, Wendy? Right. Well, great question, and I think it's a great place to start. I love that you said usually that we are here talking about parenting, and today we're talking about really more a health topic. But I have to tell you that when I posted that, my name is Wendy, and I'm a sugar addict, I wrote it to the moms. Mm -hmm. And they all responded in mass, um, me too. My name is Jenny. My name is Susan. My name is mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blank. I'm a sugar addict mm -hmm. too. And 
I've been here with you guys before and we've talked about angry reactionary parenting and it was in a group like that where I said, what would happen if we set down sugar for 40 days? Physiologically, what would happen? Would it make us calmer, kinder, more consistent with our kids, maybe even more Christ-like? But instead of it just being a sugar detox, could it be a spiritual fast? And that's where it started. And uh, now we have a resource, the 40-Day Sugar Fast, and that's what we're here talking about, that you can choose any time of the year. You don't have to wait for me leading an online group to fast from sugar in order to feast on Christ, to stop turning to sugar highs to get us through our hard days, but start turning to the most high. Well, that's, I mean, that's a mm. fair point. But Wendy, uh, you advocate for a complete fast from sugar. Really? Really? Well, I don't know if I would say <laughs> What about that, that donut? Yes. Just one it, donut? It is a complete fast from sugar, but there are people that have been ingesting sugar as their you know, think about that that pyramid that we all saw in history class. I mean, not in history class, nutrition class, science yes. class, when we were in, what was it, sixth grade, and you've got right. the fruits and vegetables and the meat and cheeses, and then at the very top of the pyramid, you have the, the fats and the sugars, right? Right. And then we flipped our pyramid, and we've got some of us, well, that's really. True. We wake up, and we have a leftover brownie with our highly sugared latte. And then we <laughs> miss lunch, but we have some leftovers again of the whatever treats our kids had for um, you know, their snack. And then for dinner, well, we have something sort of healthy, but we put the kids down for the night, and then we have a bowl of ice cream. Just you know, We need a reward for making it through another hard day. Hey, have and you so been talking to Gene? What are you doing here? It's terrible. You're I getting know. your intel. Now, now, you're not saying sugar is the problem, no. but you're saying it's a very common thing that we can start to use to kind of reset. Yes. You know, God never asked us for a sugar sacrifice. He asked us for a living sacrifice. And so I think sugar is one of those things, getting in the way of living life for Christ. We're so bound up. Either health sugar is affecting us physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, or we're distracted about living our life for Christ because all we can think about is that next thing that we want to get us through. Yeah. Our, our appetite is our God rather than God being our God. Yeah, and I so appreciate it. I mean, I have been reading quite a bit about the impact sugar has on your body. It's really a poison to your body. I don't know why that is. Something that tastes so good ends up being like the worst thing you could ingest. But it's true. And uh, the component about that emotional eating, and Gene, I'm going to come to you in just a second because I want your perspective on that. But uh, Wendy, how did that start for you, that emotional connection to sweets? Oh, well, I think it started way back when I was a kiddo. And I would get my $2 allowance on a Friday, and I'd hop on my little pink bicycle with a you know wicker basket in the front, and I'd I'd ride to my friend Carrie's house and pick her up and, and she'd hop on her scooter and we'd go down to the corner liquor store and we'd go in and you know how some of those doors, they ring like a bell announces when someone, <laughs> I like, I can hear it in my memory so clearly. And I'd go and I'd, I'd grab all the candies, all the gobstoppers and the now and laters and the lemon drops, I mean, all of it at whatever $2 could buy. And we'd go back to Carrie's house and we'd just binge, right? <laughs> and, um, and I was also a, um, a last kid. My parents divorced when I was very young and I would come home as I was growing up to an empty house and I was very well loved. I'm not blaming my parents' divorce. I'm just telling a story. Yeah. And uh, my mom sometimes had in the back of the fridge one of those Betty Crocker um, 
vanilla icing oh, tubs, yes. you know? And she'd sometimes, for a dessert, spread it on a graham cracker or something like that. Well, I would eat it straight out of the can when I was by myself. Mm-hmm. I would just find whatever was there, and I would eat it. Mm-hmm. And it filled the emptiness. Even before I knew there was sadness, it just mm-hmm. filled the space, and I felt happy. And you must know, there's a dopamine release, right, when we have some right? sugar. And we're adults, and we see how it affects our kids. But is it possible, moms and dads, that it's affecting us negatively as well? Yeah, that dopamine, that points to addiction. Gene, uh, yes. how are you relating to this when it comes to the emotional connection to eating? Oh, I definitely relate to this. And I can think of an example when our boys were younger and Jim was traveling. Yes. I would put them to bed, mm-hmm. grab some chocolate, and sit down in front of the computer and do email. And this was happening so consistently, I finally recognized this was an unhealthy pattern, you know, and really started asking myself, why? Why am I doing this? And why do I need the chocolate every time? And was able to process it and find some healthier alternatives to that, which is, I mean, that's what your book addresses. That's exactly what your book is talking about. We're not looking for alternatives that are healthy food options. We're talking about crowding out the sugar by ingesting, consuming, gobbling up more of enjoying God's presence in our lives, turning to his sweet and satisfying word. And um, it's just been so cool because a diet, it'll change your body. It'll change your eating. It'll change your health. It'll even change some of your behaviors and your emotions. But a fast will change your whole life. And it's really Mm -hmm. powerful. When you diet, you say, I'm going to crowd out that sugar with more healthy food options. But when you fast, you say, I'm going to crowd out what I'm running to, what I'm turning to Mm -hmm. by turning to Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wendy, explain in the book, you use the analogy of a candy cane and how that connects to sweets Mm -hmm. and dependence in the wrong direction. I think you're getting there right now. But what was the candy cane analogy? Candy canes. Who doesn't love candy cane? We just made it through Christmas. I love candy canes. Um, and I actually I know, don't like them that much. Okay, but I know a lot of people that love the candy cane creamer for their coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, now yes. we're... That we're, sounds yes. like pure sugar. That's just yes. pure sugar. Liquid sugar to sweeten your coffee. Um, so now that we broadened the, yes. you know temptation of the candy cane you know candy cane we a lot of us will teach it to our children you know it's shaped like a a shepherd's staff right Mm -hmm. it's also shaped like a a cane and if you lean on the cane of sugar to get you through your days it's not going to be able to sustain you but god invites us he says you come to me when you're heavy uh, laden. That's right. Mm-hmm. You lean on me and I will get you through. I will give you rest. I will get you across the finish line, not only into the eternal glory, but through your days. He also said, come to me, cast your cares and your anxiety upon me and I'll get you through. And when we turn to something else to get us through our days, it just doesn't work. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Download Pray.com right now and learn the Bible with James Earl Jones. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. With men, this is impossible. 
but with God all things are possible. Download the Pray.com app today. This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. Do you worry about tomorrow? Does the future feel uncertain? Is the past too painful to bear? Focus on the Family Canada is here to help, so you never have to walk alone. Every morning, our staff lift up your prayer requests. If your burdens are too much to carry on your own, you can request a free one-time call with one of our counselors at focusonthefamily.ca today. That's focusonthefamily.ca. We're here to help. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Let me ask both of you, I'll start with you, Wendy, but in our society, you know, it's very accepted, even encouraged for women to become obsessed with healthy eating and weight loss. And of course, if anything's taken to an extreme, it becomes unhealthy, even healthiness. Yes. And uh, I really want to uh, touch on that. Gene, you, you had kind of that experience in college where eating correctly and it kind of became the thing for you. Describe what happened. Oh, absolutely. Uh, There was a time during college where I was at least borderline anorexic. And then a little after that, struggled for a short time with bulimia. And two things that really stand out to me even today about that was one, how affirming society is to our rail-thin bodies. I mean, it is... What did that sound like? What did people say? Oh, you know, have you lost weight? You look so great. You look (laughs) great. And I I knew it. I, I, at that time, I was younger. I, I knew I looked good. And that's very affirming. But also... The what's really frightening is the amount of control I felt and how powerful that was. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean that's a bizarre and frightening aspect of it that I could control my body so much that I could control even hunger. Yes, and uh, and that's so unhealthy. No, that's, but when life feels out of control yes. and you need to experience some control. It's a very, very typical um, struggle for women, especially, but even for young men in this generation. I'm seeing that anorexia is a response to feeling out of control and the need to be in control. Right. And even though I would say for at least a decade after that, even though my body was getting healthier that I realized whether I was rail thin or or healthy looking, I was still obsessing mm-hmm. about food. Yes. What I was eating, what I was going to eat, what I wasn't eating, and coming to the realization that is not God's best for us right. to be obsessing and worried about 
what we look like, mm. yeah. what it we're eating. It took me a few years of leading this online 40-day sugar fast to stop feeling stressed about this one thing. I never talk about food. During the 40 days, we don't talk about Ooh. food. I don't give them a to-do or to-don't list. I don't tell them what to eat, what not to eat. We don't go from a food fixation, a sugar fixation, yes. to a sugar-free fixation. We fix our eyes on Christ because he's yes. the only one that's going to fix things. And so that's that good. really is what is the difference between a diet and a fast, mm. is we are fixing mm -hmm. our eyes on him and not healthy eating mm. habits. I appreciate that. And, you know, uh, Wendy, Jim mentioned uh, about this obsession with healthy and I had a daughter who, for a season, was she was fixated on healthy, mm -hmm. and the doctor finally said, you're going to have to hit a program because you are really underweight. And she was startled because she's like, but I'm healthy. I'm eating well. Right. And in fact, she just starved her mind yes. and was making bad decisions. How do we avoid that? Uh, with regard to any food, uh, sugar or otherwise. You know, I feel like we're doing a little role reversal here, John, because I would love to take a moment to pitch <laughs> calling in right now. If you have a loved one that you can tell that they are struggling with an eating disorder, um, or if you yourself know that you're struggling with an eating disorder and you need some wise biblical counsel, take a moment. John's going to drop all the info here. This is what we pay him for. And he's going to tell you what that yeah. number is later. Um, however, I actually just had a conversation with a friend of mine who has been on the admin team. Hmm. And she said, Wendy, um, my daughter is uh, has been diagnosed with anorexia, and um, she's back home with us as she's getting healthy. I don't know if I'll be able to do the sugar fast this year meaning lead it with me. And I said, I actually suggest that you don't. Because people who have struggled with taking things in a very strong way out mm -hmm. of their diet for mm -hmm. a season to practice control yeah. might not need that example yeah. in front of, even if you're doing it for the right reasons. So, you know, there's a lot of psychology. It, it was a really interesting season for us, and I did not know that there's an orthorexia Mm. Uh, this obsession with being super healthy that, that can yes. become quite dangerous. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to that snacking and feasting on God's word. You've mentioned this a couple times now, but I want to, you know, really put an emphasis, I guess, on it. Um, when you have that craving, you're suggesting turn to God, maybe read his word. Right. Um, I want to be really clear so people that are hearing that as a behavioral pattern that when I want to sit down like Gene was doing, put mm -hmm. the boys to bed, Jim's on the road, I can do my emails. Oh, but you know, having that chocolate with doing the emails is kind of right. a treat and it's a reward. I've worked hard today. I mean, you go through all that justification. Right. Take that example. I mean, what's a Christ-centered way to meet that craving? I think once you recognize that you're turning to sugar for comfort or reward or companionship or to heal a, you know, a decades-old wound, I feel neglected today. I don't feel affirmed today. I feel ugly today. And so I'm going to make myself feel good and ugly at the same time. I mean, it's really a deep, deep hurting place that a lot of people eat from. But when you start recognizing it and you start saying, Lord, in those moments, I want to turn to you, then I've heard people say that during times of fasting, their hunger pangs become like church bells 
calling them to prayer. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I say to people when we're fasting, you know, this isn't just taking out sugar and replacing it with healthy food. Let yourself get hungry because food issues really is a hunger problem, but it's not a hunger like I'm hungry and I'm eating the wrong thing. It's we have misplaced hunger. We're turning to food to meet our deepest needs, whether it's companionship with a husband traveling or loneliness or heartbreak. So let us turn to him with all of those emotions. What are your triggers for why you're turning to food? Uh, You can answer that better than I can. And when you recognize those times, uh, oftentimes my biggest triggers are happiness. Oh, my kids are all home. Oh, we it's someone's birthday. Oh, we did well. Oh, you know, it's... Let's bake a cake. Let's bake a right. cake. I want to love on you. Let's make mm. cookies. And, and we celebrate with sugar. Okay, how can I do that in a way that will help us to remain physically, emotionally, even relationally healthy? And let's make some different changes. And during the sugar fast is a great time to pinpoint, huh, why am I having feeling that strong urge to turn to that age-old thing that I've always turned to since yeah. I was, you know, seven years right. old on my little pink bike? What am I metaphorically running to sugar mm-hmm. for right now, peddling to sugar for? And then making some different habits. I, I In the sugar fast, there's a story I tell where one day I put my Bible on my cake platter. Oh, this is I where I wanted that. to go. Oh, I, yeah, I was going to ask you this. about this. And it's a reminder for me there that I don't need to turn to food as much as I need to turn to my sweet Savior. Hmm. And for the moms hmm. listening, because I know that's really the lion's share of this audience, what I found is that sugar doesn't make me sweet, but mm. Christ does. Ooh, that's good. And so good. what am I going to do? If I really say, I want to stop yelling at my kids. I want to stop acting emotionally when they act emotionally. I want to stop melting down when they melt down. Okay, well, what are some practical things you can do? And really, one of those practical things is more time in God's Word, less time in your pantry. Well, or that's good. Or, no, I, that's, you have, that, you that's have uh, said these things a few times because yeah. it's rolling off your tongue. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You're talking about those crutches, those things that you lean into sugar for. I'm sitting here going, maybe I'm missing the mark. I just like the way it tastes. I know. I mean, there's nothing. I'm not seeing anything underlying the fact that yes. a Snickers bar is pretty good. Yes. But, I mean, am I missing it? Is No, it... I think you're also a man. And, uh, <laughs> I, so, and I'm not making a comment about men miss things. I'm talking about I think that men turn to food for a couple of reasons. One, it's just a fun part of their day. Yeah. Right? It's, oh, I love a good meal. But also there is that dopamine release. And it do, you do feel good at the end of a day. I know that my husband tends to, when he's struggling with work or relationships, he'll even say to me, I just need a win. No, that's interesting. Um, and sometimes that means that he's yeah. in his... Um, garage working on a car that to him is a win or buying a car for goodness well, sakes getting right. the sugar because you couldn't get right. the nut in the screw i got yeah. the bolt on there right but, right and uh, he'll come in and just start looking for for something to eat and yeah. i'm like you're just looking for a win so aware or unaware yeah. it's part of us mm. no i like that uh, wendy as we're wrapping up here um speak to that person who maybe has tried to connect with god around this area but you know struggles to feel like god's even listening it's not connecting for them for whatever reason Mm. Uh, what would you say to that person that feels that distance they'd love to turn to christ but they're not getting that dopamine hit let's just put it that way 
There's yeah. something missing there, and they're continually beating themselves up because they're going back to you oh, know, yes. the something they shouldn't eat to get that comfort rather than Yeah, I would word. say if you are convicted, whether in this conversation or you have been for years and years, you're turning to sugar too often and for the wrong reasons. Matthew chapter 6, God invites us, Jesus invites us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that are concerning mm. you today. I'm there with you. I'm going to take care of those too. I'm in the midst of those struggles. But if you go to meet those needs first, just like seeking me first will crowd out those struggles, going to those struggles first will crowd out me. We know that God's word says, with Christ, these things are possible. So if you have said, eh, it's not possible, that's a diet. If you say, I lack self-control, I'm saying you don't need self-control, you need God control. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between a diet and fast. Mm -hmm. If diets have not worked for you, uh, you guys were joking at the beginning about, have you made your New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I want to encourage you, don't make a resolution. Make a revolution. Invite God to do something revolutionary, new in your life during these 40 days. Say, I can't do it, God. So mm -hmm. you asked me, speak to the person who can't do it, who's tried and failed. You can't do it. Let God do it. And that's the difference between the, the diet that you fail and the fast that is all about mm -hmm. Spending time, putting your full attention, leaning your full weight, not on the sugar cane, not on the candy cane, but on the shepherd's staff and on the shepherd. Throw your anxiety, throw your full weight upon me. That is good. Mm, and it good. helps to put your Bible in your cake pan. <laughs> your cake stand. I love it. Your cake stand, right? I just see or that the glass. the cake pan. Yeah, that you don't have what you got. Yeah. Bible's what you everywhere. Got. But Bible's this has everywhere. been so good. Thank you for what the Lord has shown you and mm. putting it into this format of a 40-day sugar fast and yeah. the book that uh, goes along with it. And, and Jean, thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for that vulnerability about those college years and what you went through. And Wendy, the same for you yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, for women, that this is a very tender area mm -hmm. um, it is. because yes. it's so wrapped up in image and what and I look like. the affirmation of the world. Absolutely. I mean, we, yes. get, we Just, get it. Exactly. But there's hope. Like, yeah. There's hope. Yes. Yeah. Well, one, you don't have to rely on that. Our identity is in Christ. Yes. And let me turn to the listener. I think and I hope what you've heard here is that's the ground floor. And we talk about that a lot. We can certainly make uh, your family perform better. You can be a better parent. We'll give you lots of tools to do that. But if you don't know the author of the family, we kind of have, we've missed the mark. And we always want to start right there. About 800 people a day accept Christ through Focus on the Family. Over 300,000 people last year said Focus on the Family was the instrument God used to bring them to Christ. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. That's wonderful. And, uh, you know, we never really, we never give it that much thought. It's kind of a byproduct. We want to be more intentional in this year to say, start there. Start with your relationship with Christ. Yes. And in doing so, uh, so many things that you're talking about, Wendy, will begin to line up. You know, that's the beauty of it. And I want to encourage you to call us, get a hold of us. Let's talk about that first, where you're at with God. And then in addition to that, how you can improve your situation emotionally, spiritually, in every way uh, with Wendy's great book, The 40-Day Sugar Fast. And please uh, get that book directly through us here at Focus Canada so the proceeds can go right back into helping hurting families every day. Donate, get the book, and learn how to join Wendy's annual sugar fast at focusonthefamily.ca or call 800, the letter A, and the word family. 
Wendy and Jean, thanks so much for being with us. And Jean, thank you so much for sharing your uh, stories. And Wendy, you too, just that vulnerability. I so appreciate it. And you're doing the fast, right? I am. I am really excited to be doing this fast. So thank you, Wendy, yeah, to you. I'm excited. I hope others will join us. And Wendy, yes. I'm not so excited. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. This is great. And I'll do the best job I can do. Yeah, my husband calls Jean. it the 14-day sugar fast <laughs> because he makes it about 14 days with me. And then all of a sudden I start finding rappers. <laughs> I got to give him a call. <laughs> That's great. Perfect. Well, on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.